Yo, 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 from my apartment in New York City. Yo, whoa, whoa. Hey, come on in. Yeah, come on in. You, you, bring everybody. Come on in. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Rachel La Loca. Little different location. We're not in studio today. We're in my studio apartment on the Upper East Side of New York City. It's kind of bigger than what you would think a studio is, but it's very much like a small cottage. It's more like tall than it is wide, but you know, some girls like that. I do. So, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Latinos Out Loud, aka LOL, if you like acronyms. Boy, do we have a show today. I am so excited to be doing this remotely. I mean, on the Dominican Independence Day. Whoop, whoop. I mean, it's so good to like celebrate Dominican Independence because there's a bunch of events happening in New York and everybody's excited and the memes are memeing and the gifs are jiffing. It's just like out there. It's just so exciting just to be Dominican and, and to uh, absorb all of that pride. I'll be putting something up on Instagram at some point today. But right now we are here to do an episode of Latinos Out Loud that I am so, so excited for oh my god you guys like i have told you before that when i get to interview my sheroes and comedian heroes if you will like it just sparks something in me that i cannot explain it sparks this like this joy this appreciation as someone who has studied comedy shout out to the upright citizens brigade shout out to the people's improv theater shout out to all the private lessons that i've taken and all of that is like amounting to some pretty amazing things that I'm working on, but none of it would be possible without my four sisters, those that came before me, those that paved these gilded paths of sketch comedy and shout out to all the stand-ups and all the characters out there doing their thing. But if it weren't for these sheroes that I'm talking about and heroes, let's include the men, I would not be doing what I'm doing. I would not have been, you know, this, inclined to do comedy had it not been for Saturday Night Live. And on today's show, I interview a Saturday Night Live alum. So I'm just so excited to talk about the second best hospital in the galaxy, which is a new show. And I had the privilege of interviewing Maya Rudolph, uh-huh, Natasha Leone, and Shiriko Dunlap. And these are three ferocious women in the industry now with an animated series that's like sci-fi meets comedy meets mental health awareness, believe it or not. You must watch it. Um, I'm going to do some more plugging information, but let me just plug some other stuff before we get to that interview. It has been a busy few weeks. Your girl been out in the streets every day. I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. Yeah, I'm like, you know, not drug dealing or anything, not that kind of hustling, but like hustling my comedy, hustling, just, you know, going to events and like being hired to do stuff. So first I got a shout out Grupo Planeta, Grupo Planeta, Grupo Planeta Publishing for inviting me to host Amalia Andrade's book tour. I was host of her, the New York stop on her national book tour. And I had the pleasure of interviewing her at an amazing restaurant on 14th street here in New York city called La Nacional. Beautiful, just beautiful. And let me tell you something, Amalia Andrade with this book talking about mental health awareness, that's what this is all about. It's called No Se Como Mostrar Donde Me Duele. And it's really an amazing book that's not like a book book. Like it's a book, but like, you know, if you're not on video, you can't see this right now, but look at all these fun visuals inside. There's pictures and God, I love pictures in a book. You know what I mean? Re reading is fundamental, but with pictures, like reading is fun, the mental. And this book is all about the mental. 
the way this book is divided, I also thought was like really amazing in that the chapters are separated by emotion. So there's celos, there's alegría, sorpresa, uh, inventario, decepción. So it's just like a manual for emotions and I highly recommend it. It's in Spanish. And shout out to Amalia Andrade, this amazingly talented Colombian author. And let me tell you, does she bring them out? Bring them out, bring them out. This place was freaking packed. I mean, and y'all, shout out to the Colombian people because I love your food, I love your coffee. I really love everything about Colombia, okay? But you talk really fast, okay? I thought Dominicans talk fast, but oh, wow, guaus. Um, and this interview was kind of challenging for me because it was all in Spanish. I mean, I made it Spanglish, um, and we're gonna do some inserts of that interview on this episode. But like, let me tell you something. I really was tested. Like my retired junior high school Spanish teacher of a father is probably not gonna be so proud. Um, pero, yes he will, what am I saying? But I tried and I tried to represent for us. But let's not forget that just because there's distance between me and my language or the language, doesn't mean there's distance between me and the cultura. The culture runs through my veins, through my aorta, through the arteries, through the hemispheres of my brain, through it all. And I felt really close to the culture that day. And the other beautiful thing that I think came out of that event was that everybody was open. The hearts were open and emotions were flying, boom, boom, all over the place, like lasers on that, you know, 80s backdrop that we used to take class pictures on. Remember the laser background? That's what I felt like. I was in this like crazy space of emotions that were just being outpoured and no one no one was judging no one was judging judge judy nobody was there judge mathis none of them were there and it was really beautiful so shout out to grupo planeta shout out to monica uh and everybody who invited me to be a part of that amazing event i really had a great time and definitely check out the book the other event that i've got a shout out that i went to was yo your girl was invited to the 10 year anniversary celebration of the Jimmy Fallon late night show. Um, late night with Jimmy Fallon, it was amazing. I mean, I got to meet, again, more of my heroes. Jimmy Fallon is one of my heroes and like he's like the king of breaking character on SNL and every time he broke character on SNL, God, it was so funny. You guys remember that sketch? I got a fever and the only cure is more cowbell. Remember that cowbell sketch? like. Him laughing in that sketch, even if I just conjure that up in my brain, it makes me laugh. It makes me chuckle. So got to go to this event. It was really incredible in Rockefeller Center. And it was not that many people. It wasn't this grandiose, like, you know, event with like hundreds of people. It was intimate. It was beautiful. They had this hot chocolate bar. Oh my gosh. Let me just tell you, like they had the like torch going to flame the marshmallow and the M&Ms you could top it with. Like it's crazy. Go to my Instagram page because I did a recap of the whole event at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L La Loca. And you could see the hot chocolate bar. Talking about hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm at Questlove, okay? Yeah, yo, I am such a fan of Questlove, you guys. Like not even like that, like that, like on a professionally speaking, like... Questlove has an amazing podcast, okay, that I talk about so much in my course. By the way, I'm teaching y'all. I think I mentioned, but like I am four lectures in with my advanced radio and podcasting course at CUNY Brooklyn College, Brooklyn, okay? 
so exciting so we bring up quest loves podcast all the time and it's like killing it in the award space just getting nominated and winning webbies and ambies and all the fantastic awards that acknowledge us podcasters out there so shout out to quest love talk to him and i even went up to him like while he was djing you know and that's like the most annoying thing i think for a dj it's like they have their headphones on it's like hey quest love want to have a conversation go ahead and, and crossfade and let me know when you're ready to talk like they're djing but i was that girl but i i said something quickly to him while he was DJing and then when he stopped DJing I talked to him again so I was like I just want to shout you out like podcaster to podcaster you're killing it like it's so great and I didn't tell him I was a judge because like I am a judge I'm a member of the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences we are this judging body for the Webby Awards and for the Signal Awards and I'm also a member of the Podcast Academy TPA so like I didn't want to bring that up because that's not what it was about people it was really about the acknowledgement of him putting out stellar award-winning work for us to consume and it goes beyond quest love just being part of the roots and the jimmy fallon band that plays every night on his show like what a multifaceted performer y'all like it was just nice to be in the presence of all these multi-dimensional multifaceted amazing talent um and higgins let's talk about higgins i met higgins who you know is jimmy fallon's sidekick he's the announcer i learned more about him too he's also working on saturday night live so he's at 30 rock like going up and down in between floors doing his writing thing for saturday night live um and i was really just amazed you know because you always want to learn about what you can do with your arsenal right like what i have learned the experience that i have gathered what else can i do with this aside from just being a podcaster and a comedian higgins taught me a thing or two that day i'm like wow just when I thought like my career was only on one path, this path may lead to a fork in the road. And I'm gonna fork that fork, okay? I'm gonna fork and fork that fork so forking bad. I wanna go down all the different prongs, tongues, whatever you call them, of that freaking fork, okay? So anyway, uh, I just wanna shout out NBC for inviting me to this amazing 10-year celebration of Jimmy Fallon uh, late night show. It was really incredible to be in the building and to hear Jimmy's speech and him thanking everybody, it was like cast and crew and publicity people and how appreciative he was because I mean, he wouldn't be able to do the show with all those without all those people in the room. So it was nice to be a part of it. Okay, now to the main event. Now this is really exciting you guys because again, like when I get invited to these junkets and I get to talk to some of my personal comedy heroes, it's like, an awakening for me first of all i i have to tell myself you are worthy you worked your way into this zoom room or whatever it is this virtual junket room you worked your way here rachel aloca you talk about these people a lot you study their comedy you know i have studied maya Ru rudolph's comedy you know bobby b you know it's sweater weather like all those sketches you know what i'm saying like i know them like the back of my head because i've seen them seven thousand times because i'm trying to learn her cadence and her like timing and how she sings and what she does on weekend update and how she can portray a black woman a white woman a mixed bread like it's just incredible to watch her talent and come down different conduits different comedy conduits you know but she is one of the queens of sketch comedy and i'm sorry that that is just a fact okay and then natasha leone i mean she i fell in love with natasha leone on orange is the new black you know her character on orange was just so deep and layered she nails it nailed it so much that like netflix was like oh you ain't going nowhere you staying with us baby and natasha leone is killing it right now so without further ado let's get into this interview that rhyme bars bars on bars on bars um i'm gonna go grab a chocolate bar and let's let this interview play out real quick all right 
thank you so much. I'm going to be bold this year with everything from my glasses yes, to my nail polish. Yes, yes. I am so honored to be in your presence right now. Three of the most ferocious females in comedy, <laughs> in showbiz, my sheroes, my comedy heroines. I just have to say that out loud because it's Latinos out loud and I say everything Latino out loud. So I just want to kick off by saying that, that I'm a Latina child of sketch comedy here in New York City. I'm so inspired by all of you. Thank you for your time on my show. So the year is 14. Oh, no, thank you. So the year is 14,002. And to me, it's attention grabbing to see that we're still or we're talking at all about anxiety eating parasites and mental health in outer space in the second best hospital in the galaxy. So I know a few of those parasites that exist in human form, just saying that out loud, okay, in 2024. But at Latinos Out Loud, we'd like to say that we entertain, enlighten, and educate the community through our creative. So this question is for all three of you brilliant females. How does the series do that through your eyes? Entertain, enlighten, and educate. I think that's such a beautiful thing to bring up. I think this show... One of the things that made me fall in love with it so deeply right away was talking about things like anxiety, I think, and making um, and and not um, bringing it to the forefront, but also having a sense of humor about it. And I love what you said about how we're still talking about it in the year 14,002. I mean, if that doesn't say what it's like to be a human today, you know, that's everything in and of itself. So um, I love that still tackling the same relationship issues, but on a larger scale, on a more um, spatial scale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that a thing? Galactic? Galactic, Galactic scale. scale. Galactic. Galactic. I mean, it is beautiful that uh, Shiraco's writing and vision for this thing uh, retains uh, the, the human condition, like the, the core of humanity, mm -hmm. uh, despite all of these uh, elevated, you know, stakes and sort of it's a, a so high concept and and um, but that 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 core relationship of Sleech and Clack, Kiki Palmer and Stephanie Zhu is really, you know, beautiful and so human or even not, uh, you know, Kiki's relationship to her mother played by Trace Ellis Ross is like so classic, like the, those dynamics in a way, of course, they don't change, you know, uh, no matter if we download our consciousness and ship our bodies to Mars or we don't. It's like we're still stuck with, you know, being ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. And Shiraco, do you have anything to add to that? Because you as showrunner, I mean, you have a different lens. So I'd love to hear <laughs> from you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very funny that we can send rovers to Pluto and I uh, you know, I'm still going to sweat if I get on stage and talk to people or have to meet somebody at a party, like to not have handled our our mental, our collective mental health, too. And yes, it is. We have our own individual anxieties or depressions and all of that is is painful and deep and real, but also collectively. Mm. I don't know if now more than ever mm. or it's always this way, but we are just we are always struggling. Everything is a struggle and everyone feels alone in that. And I. I loved the idea of making a project that would make in in some way people feel less alone in that sort of painful anxiety that makes you feel isolated or like you can't you you're can't be understood. 
you really hit the nail on the head. Because mm -hmm. personally, I got two young kids with COVID right now. I'm fighting it myself. Oh. And when I watched the episode, it relieved my anxiety, learning about oh. anxiety. Good. Yeah. <laughs> my last question before they rush me out of here is based, <laughs> based on your experience and without giving away any spoilers, uh, what are some of your favorite standout moments from the show, from production, from writing, from casting, from any part of this process? For me, I love John Waters as uh, mm. Saint Tonk, and I love Vlam's, uh, Vlam's interaction uh, with uh, uh, with John, and uh, I love seeing all of the Culkin clan together. You know, <laughs> Kieran and Mac and Rory and, and the whole gang's all here. I think is really special. So one of our our characters, Doctor Plowp, is a, a bird. <laughs> you could call him an alien, but he's really a, he's bird, a bird. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and he has four brothers. All of them are very empathic, and they can feel each other's feelings, and they're ooh, hyper close, too close. <laughs> and all of them are played by the other Culkins. So that's who she's talking about for the Culkins. And then Vlam is a, the robot character played by Maya, who has lived for uh, 20 billion years. Who knows how long? <laughs> uh, never ask a lady's age. And she has, of course, had a romantic relationship with John Waters, who plays this mad scientist, my, Saint Cathonk. My I, dream I, come to life. I also love Sam Smith in the uh, <laughs> in the show, who's one of the stars of the show. It's just a beautiful voice. And beautiful voice, yeah. So wonderfully talented and kind of a little bit of a villain, a little bit of a friendly villain. We're also so excited to hear from Bowen Yang and Abby, Abby Jacobson. Oh, my gosh. This is They're like just plenty, wonderful. Yeah. Plentiful. So of talent. Um, thank you so much. I'm told to wrap, but thank you again for your talent and your time and your inspiration. And if I can just shout out Maya Rudolph real quick. <laughs> Do it. Oh gosh, I'm not going to cry. I promise myself I won't. Um, Maya, well, I've been studying sketch comedy, UCB. I have a show at the pit. I've learned so much from you. I quote your sketches. I quote your impressions. We talk about you in the writer's room with the all-female comedy troupe that I have called Hilarious. You have no <laughs> idea how much you have fed our souls through the year. Bobby B, thank you so much for everything <laughs> that you have done for comedy and for us girls trying to make it. Wow, thank you. It's so nice to hear that. Sometimes you have to be reminded that People see what you're doing. So thank you for saying all that. That means the world. Bobby B! <laughs> <laughs> it's sweater weather, people. It's sweater it weather. weather. Good. It's sweater I, weather. Not in New York, it's not. It's double sweater weather in New York. Yeah. It's crazy double, out here. Double, triple that sweater up. Thank you so much. We're going to push this show because it's so wonderful to see these female creatives doing something so different. So congratulations. Felicidades, always, as we say, huepa. Okay. Thank, Thank you for supporting you. Latinos Out Loud. I hope to see you guys again real soon. Blessings. Thank you. So Thank you. God bless you. Clock, are you meditating? Can I put this bomb next to you? That's the least stressful question I've been asked today. Welcome to the future. It's the year 14,002, and you're in the Ergulon Galaxy. Report immediately. And window cleaners. A case came in this morning that only two delusional narcissists would attempt, and they asked for you. In a fun way or like a weird way? <laughs>
You have a parasite that eradicates anxiety. I heard you'll bend the rules to help people. For science, not kindness. I apologize for my visible arousal. We have a chance to cure anxiety. We have to take it. If you pursue this, you could die. Or worse, lose your licenses. You're such a suck-up. I really admire it. Stop playing with my portal. We're doing this against my every instinct. We're putting everyone at risk. But imagine all the people it can help. I will now sing my planet's song of orgasmic death to lighten the mood. Oh. oh my God, you guys, like, tell me that wasn't amazing. And we're back, yes. That was an amazing interview. Yo, I mean, it's so exciting again to just be talking to some of my heroes. As you heard, the second best hospital in the galaxy is out now on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It uh, came out on February 23rd, so get on it. Lots of fun episodes, lots of fun topics that are broached through this program. And shout out to all these ferocious females. I mean, doing it. Female power, y'all. I mean, we are coming upon Women's History Month. Speaking of, you guys, we have a show. Hilarious show is back. I mean, I don't know why I keep saying that because we ain't going nowhere. We never left, okay? Take note. Um, But we have a show on March 9th, which is part of the Knockout Festival, which is an all-female comedy festival here in New York that's taking place. So the March 9th show at the People's Improv Theater is happening. It's March 9th at 8.30 p.m. You can get your tickets at the pit-nyc.com. That's the P-I-T. People's Improv Theater, the pit-nyc.com. You can also go to knockoutfestival.com and tickets are available there. You can also go to my Instagram page. There's a ticket link in the bio, yo, 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 and in my link tree. Who doesn't love a good link tree? You know, especially in the spring. I'm going to feed the water and like just watch the bark bark and the leaves leave and well, hopefully the leaves don't leave. Um, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, enough tree references. But check out me at, or check me out. I can talk, I promise. Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. And you can go to my bio or link tree and you can copy your own tickets to our March 9th show, which is just filled with so much female, like, funny. Uh, you're going to see a character come back that you haven't seen in a long time. Rosanna Santana from the show, oh! You think I'm stupid is going to be there. I'm really excited to perform that character who's been around for a while. I mean, she's got her own merch line for crying out loud. So come check out Rosanna Santana. Um, you can also see some, hmm, if you ever wondered about the origin of female sex toys, there's a sketch that's going to explain that pretty well. Shout out to all the females working on Hilarious. This militia of amazing women, just like we come together like freaking Voltron. And we form and we fun and we funny. And then we perform for you guys. So please come to our show. There's a lot of work that goes into all of these shows. I mean, we're sketch comedians. We're crying out loud. We can't just show up. It's not like that. It takes prep. It takes time takes writers meetings that we have over zoom and in person it takes thinking it takes process it takes taking away from like everything else that we're doing out there hustling momming making money you know to put this show together so it's really nice to have a flavorful audience out there who's receptive and opening to all or open to all these theatrics i mean there's lighting cues there's tech there's music oh this show is so musical you guys it's like a dream come true i've always wanted hilarious to be like 
you know, music heavy. And this show is definitely musical. And I'll tease it by saying one more thing. You may see some herlesque, okay? That's burlesque, hilarious burlesque. There may be some herlesque. So you should come. Um, well, you probably will after seeing the herlesque part of the show. But you should definitely join us on March 9th at 8.30 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater. That's on 29th Street between 6th and 7th here in New York City. So go to the pit-nyc.com for your tickets. Okay, this has been an amazing, robust show. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank um, the people who invited me to these wonderful events that I recapped earlier in the show. Make sure to check out The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy, streaming on Amazon Prime. And shout out to you. And you, and you, and you, and you, the Eloeleros, for making this show shine. I really appreciate all of the uh, comments that have come in and the DMs that continue to come in and all of the positive reinforcement. You know, I do this because I love it. I do this. I don't do this for all these awards that you see back here. Although, you know, this is a nice one that I often do my exercise with. I'm holding up the Signal Award, which also serves as a really healthy cow, um, kettlebell, rather. Uh, not a cowbell, but kettlebell for workouts. So, um, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I am so fulfilled by doing it. I'm doing it because there's a void in this community for this kind of content. And I love being the one to bring it to the Eloeleros. So please continue to support me and this show and the hilarious and those amazing fearless women that are part of this rotating cast. Uh, March 9th, I'll plug it one more time, the People's Improv Theater, the pit-myc.com, or you can go to my profile on Instagram, Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L La Loca. And you can also follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Go to We Are Latinos Out Loud on Instagram, on the Twitter, on the X, whatever you want to call it. We're not on the threads yet. We may be on the yarn, but not on the threads. Um, I'm on threads, but I don't know what I'm threading. I I'm like treading and threading. I don't really know what I'm doing. If you want to teach me how to use threads, holler at me, slide in the DM. You can also give us a call, no big whoop. Okay, the number is 978-LATINOS. That's right, 978-LATINOS. Dial it up the keypad. 978-LATINOS, leave us a number. Shout out to this network. Shout out to everybody who's making this show possible. Thank you so much. And on that note, we out. <laughs> I'm so honored to be here. Gracias a Maria, Grupo Planeta, USA. Y a todos los, like, ustedes. Ustedes están aquí. Pero tengo una pregunta primero. ¿Estamos presentes? Sí. A little bit louder. ¿Estamos presentes? Sí. Me siento de corazón. That was great. Como dijeron, yo soy la loca del podcast. <laughs> una loca, sí, pero una loca, bueno, no loca como, you know, you don't have to worry, you can keep your wallets in your pockets, I'm not New York loca. Um, but it really is un privilegio estar aquí, porque este libro es un regalo, ¿no verdad? Es un regalo, and hay muchos regalitos adentro del libro. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation. También estoy grabando para mi podcast because I want this to go beyond us right here, right now. Everyone, we should evangelize the messages that are in this book. Porque todos los mensajes que están adentro, esto ayuda a la gente, ayuda al mundo entero. Conectar con las emociones, sentimientos. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. Amalia, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to little Rachel Aloca. Muchísimas gracias a ti, significa mucho para mí. Y muchísimas gracias a ustedes, me da mucha, mucha emoción verlos. 
eh, debo decir que no sé por qué cuando entré no sonaba como started from the bottom a todo volumen y, y ustedes tenían que desmayarse ah, no, 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 no. No veo gente desmayándose, estoy decepcionada. Rachel, ahorita cuando, cuando tú querías animarlos y, y ellos no se animaban es porque aquí hay mucha gente colombiana y nosotros tenemos un trauma con los, con los recreacionistas. ¿sí? Es un trauma colectivo colombiano. Eh, tranquilo, es que yo... Gente, en Colombia también arreglamos las cosas pegándole o sea, bueno, I thought I was a comedian but I think Amalia is outshining me right now um, but I would love to start this interview with a quote that really struck me I mean, había mucho en el libro I had to breathe you know, después de leer el texto, yo me sentía como que tenía que como respirar las palabras. Have you ever felt that way, where you have to take a breath and really breathe in what you're experiencing? And that's what I felt with this book. I had to take breaks, but good breaks, Amalia. Breaks to really have these messages penetrate in my heart, in my soul. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Okay, pero I am gonna read a quote about crying that really struck me. And I'm going to start the interview with it. Llore, lloremos. Lloremos en público, por favor. El dolor no puede ser algo que exista solo en lo privado. Manifestar el dolor en público es rebelión. Reclamar el espacio del que nos han echado como nuestro nuevo terreno emocional es nuestra lucha. I had to breathe those words in because a veces yo me siento que como llorar es sentir débil. ¿Tú me entiendes? That I'm weak for crying. But that is not the case. So I guess me, my first question is, yo tampoco sabía mostrar dónde me duele. Ahora lo tengo un poquito más claro. ¿De dónde venías que te llevo a escribir este manual sobre las emociones, Amalia? Eh, venía estaba en un lugar muy difícil eh, creo que pasé unos años bastante bastante oscuros eh, de mucha tristeza de, de mucho dolor de, de, mucho, de muchas muertes de mí misma como de, de creencias de herramientas eh, de resignificar todo, de la vida, mi trabajo, mi relación con, con todo. Sí, aquí pues hay gente joven, veo gente muy joven, me alegra. Eh, porque a través de una autoría que ustedes no ven, yo estoy chupando su cola que me eh, Pero, eh, pues después cuando ustedes crezcan, les va a tocar hacer una cosa que, que suena, suena chévere, ¿no? Eh, que se llama sanar la vida interior, jato. O sea, trabajo más difícil que he hecho en mi vida o sea, son se lo venden a uno y no somos no, que hay que hacer dibujar eso es eso no quiero devuélvame eh, entonces estaba haciendo mucho trabajo de sanar la niña interior mucho trabajo de en verdad sanar la vida entera porque además como yo soy overachiever 
no solo sané la niña interior, sino como el bebé en el vientre. Sí, bien, pero después van a haber cosas que van a hacer como, ¿por qué me reí esa vez? Eh, Estar en un lugar muy oscuro fueron, fueron años muy difíciles y fueron años donde sentí mucho, muchas emociones que había sentido mucho miedo explorar toda mi vida eh, y, y creo que enfrentarme con ellas y entregarme a sentirlas y saber que no se iban a ir rápido eh, y sentirme incómoda y saber que iba a estar bien aunque por mucho tiempo dudé si iba a estar bien eh, me permitió pues primero entender la naturaleza de, de, de ciertas emociones y, y me hizo como con más anhelo querer escribir este libro, ¿no? Yeah. Pero ¿cómo sentiste como escribiéndolo? Like, did you, was it an out of body experience? How did you look en, en como like en focal en Amalia de interior? Eh, no. Sí, no. Eh, no. Me parece muy interesante porque como que la idea que tenemos de los escritores eh, es como Carrie Bradshaw escribiendo, así no funciona, así no se ve, eh, uno se ve como, eh, hay, hay diferentes tipos, de, hay momentos donde sí fluye y es chévere y sí, yo también juego a hacer Carrie Bradshaw y yo soy como, oh, qué lindo este texto en mi escritorio dignamente y prendo la velita y todas esas payasadas eso es como el 1% de las veces las otras veces es mi agente que está acá gritándome ¡Qué escribas! y yo ¡Oh! <risa> y se lo mando y ella conmigo, Dios mío ya eh, la, creo que hubo precisamente y por eso el libro, el libro viaja es un viaje por diferentes emociones, entonces pues es tal cual o sea, hubo, hubo partes de ese libro que lloré mucho escribiendo y que fue una escritura muy emocional, hubo otras que yo creo que ustedes sospechan por ejemplo la del dolor que es uno de mis capítulos favoritos eh, lo hice después como estar en un lugar muy bonito relacionándome con el con el dolor desde otro lugar, entonces ese capítulo es difícil, pero para mí no fue difícil de escribir, un capítulo por ejemplo que me, me rompió y que fue muy significativo para mí, es el capítulo del amor, porque yo comencé ese capítulo escribiendo sobre amor y mientras lo escribía me di cuenta que el amor en verdad y de lo que yo quería escribir era de mi papá, que no está muy presente porque yo crecí en un matriarcado y mi, pro, mi, mi, mi pobre papá era como yo no salgo en ningún libro de amanita. <risa> <risa>